is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Smith rifles that one to Mims. And that's a foot race. He's going to win. Touchdown, Baylor. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Five straight games, Anthony, where he's got a touchdown catch of over 20. That's to the middle of that line, and it's a touchdown. Big return for Crowder, 85 yards. Donald escapes, trying to buy himself some time. Fires, end zone, it's caught. Incredible play by Donald. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. You know and that's <laughs> the Q-inator. Oh my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the TOJ Digital Studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And it's time for the pregame report heading into Jets 49ers as well as the pregame mailbag. We'll have some fantasy and betting tips for you later too. But first, of course, to talk about the pregame and answer some questions and work in a little bit of the latest news as well. We've got the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at JetsInsider.com. And of course, above all of that, a very big deal, Mr. Chris Nimbley. What's going on, Chris? Just big deal on it, you know. Still, uh, still uh, all hopped up on goofos from way too many sports going on at once. It's it's hard to keep my head uh, on correctly. It's spinning all over the place, but you know, it's just uh, otherwise getting ready for uh, more Jets disappointment for you guys. Big deal in it in a way that Adam Gase wishes he could, because according to Adam Gase, if only. Five of the first 14 plays against the Bills were executed properly. They would have been game-changing. So we go back now, of course, to Adam Gase's whole philosophy of if you peons would only just execute what I put out there for you properly, we can never lose, we can never go wrong. And I think this is a big part of the reason why so many people get frustrated with him as a head coach. You can pick on his play calling all you want, but this is another example of somebody 
not knowing how to be a manager because essentially what he's doing here is he's taking his young quarterback, Sam Darnold, and throwing him under the bus. You and I talked about this before we started recording. Bruce Arians put the two interceptions that Tom Brady threw on Sunday on Tom Brady, put him squarely on Tom Brady's shoulders. But that's Bruce Arians who's earned the benefit of the doubt, and it's Tom Brady who has a million championship rings, has been in the league for 20 years, and can handle it. That's not how you handle a young starter like Sam Darnold, who's on shaky ground as it is. Gase essentially is saying here, if only Darnold had done what I told him to do the right way, we would have won on Sunday. And that, to me, is just puzzling. Yeah, that that right there, that's the problem with it. Is it's, it's him wiping his hands clean, him absolving himself of anything. Um and putting all the blame on the players. And even if that is the case, let's just say that that's exactly the case, it's still at least partially his fault for not having prepared the players enough to to get it right. Uh, but that's always how it is. It's all, and, and I think that some of this is just it comes off wrong, it comes across wrong, especially in uh, – you know, at the moment because he's frustrated by it. And so I think some of it is just him not uh, handling the the press conference as well as he should. And then he'd probably be better suited if he could have like two hours between the game and talking to us. He'd, he'd probably come out a lot differently. But when you're the head coach, you can't sit here and just be like, hey, if everybody just did exactly what I wanted, everything would be good all the time. That, that's not how it works. Uh, Todd Bowles had plenty of problems as, as a coach, but he never sat there and uh, skirted away from uh, blame. It was never like, no, you go, oh, they, they just didn't execute. It, it, it was always he didn't do a good enough job to prepare guys, to have guys ready. Rex was the same way. Every once in a while, Rex might go a, a little outside the lines, but Rex would always try to put all the attention and blame and focus on him. That's what you have to do as a coach because you can't be out there, especially in this instance, because it was basically just him throwing Darnold under the bus. Like, um, And remember, he did this last year. He did this last year to Robbie Anderson when he, he slipped on that one route. And that, that route was a very obvious he lost his footing. It wasn't a mental mistake. He lost his footing in it. And he's just still just buried him with it. Um, I that you can't that's not the way to lead. That's not the way to be a coach. Um again, I think he would benefit from having a longer break in between having to do it. I think if because all this is when it happened last year and what happens, it was always the same type of thing. Generally it comes out right away, uh, but then his his answers on Monday are, are softer, a little bit better. But, man, you just – you can't sit here and have it – no matter what your intention is, no matter the reason why, you can't come out and look like you're saying, hey, it wasn't my fault. It's these players that suck. You, you can't give off that impression, and he does that far too often. He did get the dreaded vote of confidence from the owner. I say dreaded in quotes, although you can't see me because this is audio, not video. 
However, remember, he did this last year with Gase, and it ended up not being the dreaded vote of confidence. It was a legitimate vote of confidence. He said that he believes that Gase is great with quarterbacks and great with offenses. As I joked on Twitter, citation needed on that one, Christopher Johnson. I think that a lot of people were riled up by this, and rightfully so, because normally you would say, well, what do you expect an owner to say? But Christopher Johnson did not need to speak, A. And B, if he did speak, all he had to say was, I have full confidence in Adam Gase. He didn't have to go into all of this detail. As I said, normally I might look into this and say, ah, it's just owner speak, or he's just softening the blow for when he eventually has to get rid of Gase. But we've seen that Christopher Johnson seems to be pretty attached to Gase based on the decision he made originally, what he said at the end of the season. We'll see. I know that everybody's pointing to his comments about McCagnan, but this seems a little bit different to me. Maybe I'm crazy, Chris, but I read it as he legitimately still believes in Gase. So I, I'm going to be a little bit in the, the middle here, but I, I mostly agree with you. I just, I don't, I don't know that it's like that far to him. Like, I don't believe every word Chris Johnson said. I don't really believe that he's necessarily that sold on him. I don't disbelieve it either. I'm not saying that he, you know, he's, he's just pumping that out, but I'm just not sold that he believes it that much. But if this happened in like week 14 or week 15, 16, around there, and everything was going poorly, then I'd be like, yeah, he just got the double kiss on the cheek. This, he's he's going to get whacked in a couple weeks. That's the kiss of death. You know, that that's how I would feel. Doing it after week one, I just I, – I don't – what's the point? I, he didn't – you're right. Dead on, he didn't need to do this today. Nobody was clamoring for him to talk. I don't understand the reasoning behind it. Um, and I can believe that Chris Johnson does believe those things because I'll, what do I think Chris Johnson knows? But this is the danger of having owners who are, don't understand anything about football, actual football, because how can you really look at Adam Gase's career and think that he's great, a, a genius with quarterbacks? Um so I definitely don't think this was, you know, the normal kiss of death that he's just going to end up firing him in a couple of weeks. But I also don't think that his statement means anything at the end of the season when they're deciding if they need to bring him back or not. Um, but I, I really have no uh, idea where Chris Johnson's head really is at on this. I just – know that he's not going to just flip around and fire him in a couple of weeks. But I don't, I'm not looking at this comment being like, oh, he's definitely going to hold on to him after the year. Um, I just – I think it, it, he was just coming out to give the vote of confidence, maybe just trying to squash the story before it keeps growing even bigger, trying to put that fire out beforehand, even though it's likely someone's going to – they're going to have – a dump a big uh, can of gasoline on the fire after on Sunday. So <laughs> I just basically what I'm saying is I don't think it means anything. I think that Christopher Johnson can uh, very easily go in the complete opposite direction at the end of the season. I also think it's possible that this season can continue being horrible and Christopher Johnson will cut him slack for the bad roster, the injuries. I think that all things are possible here. And my guess is he was just trying to preemptively start put out the fire before it turns into a, a huge fire that's engulfing everything. 
Now let's get a little more depressing, Chris, as if that's possible after what we just talked about. And let's discuss the Jets' injuries here. Jamison Crowder is out. Oh, it just never ends with this team. Bring us up to speed on where we're at with who's going to be missing the game later today. Oh, boy. So, yeah, I, I saw the Jamison Crowder news, and I was just like, oh, my God. I was getting ready to write the preview for the game, and I was like, oh, I got to completely switch up the energy of this preview now. Uh, everything has to go completely changed now because this changes everything. Um, not that I thought that they had a chance before Jamison Crowder, but without Jamison Crowder, jeez. Yeah, so Crowder's out with the hamstring. Joe Flacco's out with his neck injury. Um, Terrell Basham with his hip is questionable. Avery Williamson with his hamstring is questionable. And Michael Pirine is questionable. Um, they were all limited on Friday, but they, uh, I, I, Pirine got a, a decent amount of work. So there's, there's a strong possibility that he can be ready this week, uh, which obviously Le'Veon Bell is going to be out. He's on IR. So, um, that'll be good. They don't have to, they wouldn't have to just go with Frank Gore, Kalen Balage, and Josh Adams. But we'll have to see there. Uh, obviously, you still have Mims out. You have Chris Hogan, Rashad Perriman, and Braxton Berrios as the only three receivers on the active roster. That's it. Um, you're going to – they're going to end up calling up Lawrence Cager probably, probably DJ Montgomery, probably be the other one. Uh but that is not a group that's going to scare anybody. These injuries are obviously a problem, and they've been a problem. They're not the only team dealing with it, but I think it stands out so much more because this roster is bad to begin with, and all it takes is just losing one Jamison Crowder or one Le'Veon Bell to make you be like, wow, is there anything here? Well, on the bright side, Chris, the 49ers are pretty banged up themselves. We know that Debo Samuel is on IR. Brennan Ayuk looks like he's going to play, so that's good news for them. But bad news, George Kittle, who got injured last week and was very ineffective in the second half, he's officially out. So the 49ers' best offensive player is not going to be playing in this game, which is good because Jimmy G struggled big time last week, even with Kittle in the game without him there. Could be a big problem. Jason Verrett, the cornerback, is out with a hamstring. D Ford out with a neck injury that's huge for the Jets and then we know that Richard Sherman went on IR earlier this week so the 49ers are missing their best offensive weapon they're missing their best cover corner a pretty good pass rusher if the Jets were going to pull any kind of upset even with the injuries they're dealing with at home it would seem like this would be the time to do it I don't know that they're going to pull it off though anyway Chris because they're so short-handed but man the 49ers are as banged up as you could have possibly hoped for yeah, this this is all – it's interesting because you look at the injuries, especially uh, you look at the secondary. No Richard Sherman, uh, no Jason Barrett. But uh, 49ers defense – like the Bills have a better all-around defense than the 49ers, I think, because of the, the Bills secondary is so good. 49ers secondary outside of Richard Sherman, not quite as good. Still good, but not quite as good. They're – they really uh, hurt you up front with the, that defensive line, guys. And the way to beat the 49ers, you saw what DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray did last week, is through the air. 
That's why the Jets will struggle to beat anybody, though. So that doesn't really help them. Having those cornerbacks uh, out with this receivers, I mean, it helps, sure, but are these receivers even good enough to take advantage of that? And then obviously not getting to play the 49ers without getting to play with George Kittle. Like that's like a cheat code type of stuff because he's the offense. uh, He's such an excellent blocker. He helps so much in the run game. He helps so much as a receiver himself. He takes so much attention in the secondary being an eligible receiver, opening things for somebody else. No Debo Samuel, but we saw last year, the 49ers don't need to pass the ball at all to beat teams. Uh, they Because they are so good, that offensive line is so dominant, especially now that they have the addition of Trent Williams, and he was just ragdolling people last week. It looked super impressive. <clears throat> they can just pound the ball and run the ball 30 straight times and probably have success. That's Between that offensive line and Kyle Shanahan's – actual brilliant game planning and actual brilliant scheme that the 49ers don't need to pass the ball that much. So them not having Kittle, them not having Debo Samuel probably won't hurt them as much as you would, as it normally would here, because I feel like they can beat the jets by just running the ball. Uh, The jets uh, run defense, how good they're going to be, eventually going to be, but the 49ers can run the ball on anybody, and I think that they will probably be able to do it. Just uh, off that enough is a reason to think that 49ers will win this game. Not only are they effective running the ball, but more importantly, we saw what Raheem Moster can do out of the backfield. Last week, a 79-yard touchdown reception. He was just like a blur on that play. And the Jets have had trouble with speedy players out of the backfield, so that's something they could certainly exploit as well. Chris, what do you think? Prediction time. I said on the 4th and Gold podcast I could see this being something like a 24-10, 27-10 final score in favor of the 49ers. You think that's about where we're headed? Here's my prediction. My prediction is pain. <laughs> that's that's what I did. I was writing my, my review, and normally I go and I predict the score – and I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to predict a score right here. I'm just predicting pain. But, yes, uh, I, I, 24, 27, 10 sounds about right. Uh, I don't think the 49ers are going to absolutely light it up on offense here. I think they'll probably have a bunch of long drives eating up the clock, running the ball, uh, and not put some points on the boards in those drives. They'll probably have a turnover or two that they'll be able to capitalize off of. But so in the 24 to 27 to 10 range, I I can't I have a hard time seeing the Jets scoring more than 10 points in this game. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Let's jump into the mailbag and answer some questions. First one comes in from Coffee and Jets. He says, how low did both of you go looking for positives to take away from Sunday's game against the Bills? My lowest moment was being excited that Sam Ficken is now 100% on field goals and PATs for the season. (laughs) You went lower than I did. I would say that my low was something similar. I was looking at the bright side of Braden Mann having a pretty decent debut punting the ball. That was probably as low as I went. Yeah, you both went lower than I did. I didn't go that low uh, for for multiple reasons. Uh, number one, I didn't have high expectations for this game to begin with. Number two, I do genuinely believe this. While I do still think this is going to be a disaster of a season, um, I just think this this season even more than normal. You can do this pretty much every year. But this first week, you just kind of have to just throw away. Uh, the, everything's so different this year that you just I, – I wasn't going to get too bogged down and too worried about what happened week one this week, no matter what. And I watched uh, and I saw enough from Makai Becton that I said, that's it. That's what I'm hanging my hat on this week. Makai Becton looked good, and it looks like they, they nailed a pick there. Uh, we've got a long way to go, long season still, so a lot can change here. But that's – I saw that, and that was enough. And then, obviously, Marcus May and Bless Austin on defense, too. That's all I needed. I didn't need to go looking anymore. Um, You know, uh, I've I've made my feelings on on Marcus pretty clear. And uh, with with Becton, him looking that good, that's all I needed to see out of this game. Uh, Obviously, would have liked to see more out of Darnold, but I could have – dug and dug and looked and looked and I wasn't going to find too much making me feel better about that so I'm just going to hang my hat on the Beckton Marcus May and bless Austin thing and and say hey let's see what happens in a couple weeks to see if they can turn it around because again I don't think they're going to be able to turn this around but I also don't think it's really fair to hold these first couple weeks against any teams just because this year is so crazy and different right now. Next question comes in from JP Waxer. He says, the show is great. Wish you guys would disagree a little bit more like Sean and Gus, though. Hey, listen, you must have missed our pizza episodes because there have been (laughs) plenty of fun disagreements between us. He says, am I and Bart Scott the only ones who thought that Darnold was scared running away from pressure up the middle the whole game? Seemed like he didn't have time to throw. Honest question. 
If you want to go ahead and listen to what Joe Blewett said on X and O quick hits yesterday, you can. But essentially the way I saw it was that, no, the offensive line wasn't perfect by any stretch. But even on the plays where Darnold had pressure, there were escape routes. And Michael Nanny has showed this pretty well over at JetsXFactor.com. Quite often, Darnold didn't take them, whether those routes were just being able to throw the ball away or... Even more frequently, there were lanes that he could have run into to try and scramble for some positive yardage. He didn't do that. Joe Blewett highlighted Darnold missing wide open throws and the footwork issues and just the overall mechanical problems. So again, while there is some merit to the fact that there was pressure up the middle, it wasn't like he always had nowhere to go or like he didn't have time the entire game. There were opportunities for him on plenty of plays that he just couldn't cash in on. And it wasn't always his fault. Sometimes the receivers were dropping passes, but there were way too many times during the game where you would just smack your head into your hands because Darnold did the wrong thing. So I understand what you're saying, but there's a lot more to it than that. Yeah, and well, the tricky part about it is, too, is like the first couple of drives, first two or three drives, I forget exactly, but they, he had no chance on those drives. That it, it was just a mess all around, and he really didn't have any uh, chance. And, um, you know, and then the second and 10 runs didn't put him in a good situation. But then the offensive line really did settle down and played better. They still were far from perfect. Um, but he did have chances later in the game and he had opportunities later in the game and he just flat out blew them. Uh, he blew it with his mechanics. He blew it with the throws. Um, he made poor decisions and yeah, he was getting rattled on some plays later on, but some plays he had the time and he had the opportunity and he just made a bad decision. Now, was he, were those bad decisions, those bad uh, fundamentals and mechanics, did that stem from him being skittish because of earlier in the game or him just not having trust and confidence in his offensive? Maybe, I don't know. But at year three, at a certain point, if you have enough opportunities, it doesn't matter what the reason is. If that opportunity is there and presented to you, you have to be able to uh, uh, succeed in it. And he didn't do that. Um, again, I think uh, I was watching the game live and I was like, those first couple of drives, I was all ready to sit here and be like, he just didn't have a chance. There was nothing for him to do. But that quickly went away. Uh, again, it was far from perfect the rest of the game. And there were some plays that would pop up where the uh, everything was stacked against him. But the way the game unfolded, he had plenty of opportunities that he just did not seize upon himself. Next question comes in from Peter J. Dillard. He says, gentlemen, does anyone know if the usurper addressed the entire team yes. at halftime or just the offense via Zoom? How excited should we be <laughs> if Becton and Fant do well against the 49ers? Chris, I'll let you answer that first part, but as far as how excited we should be if Becton and Fant do well against the 49ers, very excited because if they do well, that means they contain Nick Bosa, and Nick Bosa is already one of the top pass rushers in the NFL. So if Becton and Fant, who had some questions about them coming into this season, Fant being 28 years old and he was trending upwards, but the question was, had he already gotten to as far as he could go, or was he still an ascending player that could be Become a legitimately good starting offensive tackle and Becton of course the questions were how fast was he going to be able to catch on if those two guys are able to stop Bosa that's a very encouraging sign 
Well, first, I just want to talk about the giant smile that came on my face as soon as you started saying Peter's name because I knew <laughs> the word usurper was coming. Uh, also, I'm just generally happy to hear Peter's name, but I knew the usurper word was coming. And I, again, I can't express how much I love that word. It's a great word. Um, yeah, I'm not sure exactly what happened with uh, any <laughs> halftime speech. Uh, I That's not something I looked into again. This is a different season, of course. Uh, there's... Uh, but there's no going into the locker room afterwards. There's no talking to players like that. Um, I, he definitely didn't do a Zoom meeting at halftime, though. I, I, I know that much. I don't know what was said or wasn't said. I didn't look into it. But it, it was definitely more than a, a Zoom meeting. Um, but, yeah, absolutely. If, if More so Bosa and Becton. But then again, you, you still have, you know, Eric Armstead on there. I know not the – an elite pass rusher, but you still have him. You got Kinlaw, the the rookie. You still got some other guys up front. Uh, so it's going to be a test for for George Fant for sure. But Nick Bosa for Makai Becton is going to be a, a huge test. And if he can come out there and shut Nick Bosa down, then you're going to feel absolutely amazing about him going forward. I expect him to uh, have ups and downs. I expect him to. Ha- to absolutely swallow Bosa on some plays, but I expect Bosa to get the better of him as well. Uh, I just would say don't be discouraged by Nick Bosa beating Becton a couple p- plays through this game. That's that's not something to be discouraged about. Uh, you, you're going to have to evaluate as a whole, and as long as he can hold his own on a handful of plays, that's going to be good as well. But that it's going to be a huge test for him. Again, I think they're both going to get their wins in this. Um, and they're both going to catch some losses, uh, uh, reps for losses. So I don't have too high expectations, but this is this is going to be a huge test for him. I agree, Chris, because one of Bosa's biggest strengths is his flawless technique. And that's something that is going to be a problem for Becton at points this season because as he goes along, he's going to be facing guys and seeing moves and technique that he's never had to deal with before. I think Bosa will bring a lot to the table. And if Becton can at least hold up reasonably well against him, even if he loses sometimes, it'll be a very encouraging sign. Final question comes in from Michael Christopher. He says, why hasn't Christopher Johnson done everything in his power to hire Peyton Manning as some sort of offensive consultant? At least Manning would be teaching Sam Darnold firsthand rather than Gase, who hasn't even seen to contact Peyton to help Darnold. I honestly couldn't tell you one way or the other if Christopher Johnson has reached out to Peyton Manning to try and get him as a consultant or have him work with Sam Darnold. I have no idea. Chris, do you know anything about that? No, I don't. Uh, my guess is that it, Peyton Manning wants nothing to do with it. I don't, I don't think Peyton Manning wants to do that. And then especially at this time, he probably w- would be less likely to want to do it. Um, but I, I don't see Peyton Manning really wanting to do, uh, you know, be showing up at practice and working on that stuff. I, I don't know how much and Christopher Johnson has tried to go after him for something like that. I don't think that he has, but, but I also just don't, from everything I heard about Peyton with, in regards to, you know, taking an announcing job, everything else is, 
he's he's comfortable just chilling, man. He's not trying to do that much work. I, I get the consultant part of it is a little bit of a workaround because he wouldn't have to put in that many hours. But I don't think that's something that is really interesting him anyway. I, I don't think you're going to see Peyton Manning take a job like that and until or unless he's an owner of a team. Uh, like That's where I think you'll see Peyton Manning try to do something eventually. You know, something maybe the Mannings as an entire family try to own a team. I can see something along those lines, but unless it's something that big, I don't see Peyton Manning dipping his toe in this. Chris Nimbley of JetsInsider.com. Thanks so much for coming on, previewing the game, going through all the litany of injuries. And, of course, the news and the mailbag with me, as always, for this pregame report. Really appreciate it. What do you got cooking over at JetsInsider.com? I'm sure full preview of today's game against the Niners, right? Yeah, I got my preview up there now. I, I took a, you know an approach of levity with it, this one. I decided to, to try to uh, uh, to focus a little less on X's and O's and just try to make you smile a little bit in this preview. So go ahead and check that out. Uh, Jack Williams got a couple of articles up there, a really good article about uh, you know overreacting to this uh, this first week and, and embracing the overreaction. So that's, that's fun. That'll be good for you. Uh, uh, I do – I, I want to throw this in there real quick. I do expect that you'll probably see a little bit of 12 personnel this week. I meant to uh, tack this on to the end of one of my – one of the questions I asked earlier, but I forgot to get to it. Uh, without Jamison Crowder, because Adam Gase has viewed Crowder as their best offensive player, without him there, I think you're going to see some 12 personnel. You, you'll get some tight ends there. You're going to see them use Berrios in the slot, uh, some of it, so it's not like they're going to switch that, but – this is something that a lot of the analytical guys have been hammering on Gase about that I kind of actually defend Gase with because for them to do that, that means taking Jamison off the field or you're putting them out wide, which you might as well take them off the field then. So without the option of Jamison Crowder, I do think you'll see some more two tight end sets. So you have that to look forward to, uh, although I don't expect it to uh, come with much success this week. Before we run, let's check in with our buddy Walter Cherapinski of WalterFootball.com and try and make you a few bucks this Sunday, courtesy of my bookie. Winning season has returned at my bookie with football season, and you can get in on the action, double your first deposit, and get up to $1,000 in free play when you use the promo code OVERTIME over at my bookie. Add excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Use promo code OVERTIME and double your first deposit. Get up to $1,000 in free play now. You can bet on some props, bet on some futures, and on the games which Walter's about to help you out with over at MyBookie. Again, use the promo code OVERTIME and you'll double your first deposit and get up to 1000 bucks in free play. All right, Walter, let's try and put some money in people's pocket this Sunday morning. What do you got for us today? Thanks, Scott. So last week we went against the Jets, against the Bills, and we're going to do that again against the 49ers this week. So the 49ers are missing D4, but I think a smart man would say that the 49ers would still win by two touchdowns. The Jets are just missing too many players, um, in addition to the defensive guys who are out. Uh, James Crowder is is out of the lineup. So is Le'Veon Bell and Denzel Mims. So I wonder who Sam Darnold is going to throw to against the 49ers. Um, I'm not going to bet the 49ers because they're missing Ford, Richard Sherman, George Kittle, Debo Samuel. So... They're shorthanded, but I still think the 49ers are the right side. Um, the games I like a lot more are staying in the AFC East. I think the Dolphins uh, plus five and a half over the Bills is the right side. Uh, that might surprise people after the Bills uh, trashed the Jets last week, but 
I think the Dolphins could take advantage of the Bills missing their two starting uh, linebackers who are both out. Um, it, plus, it's going to be 90 degrees and humid in Miami, and there's a ton of betting action coming in on the Bills. So I think the Dolphins are a good value. Uh, the Eagles minus one over the Rams. I, I believe that's a really good side. Um, the Redskins were our top play last week uh, because the Eagles were missing so many players. The Eagles are getting Lane Johnson, Javon Hargrave, and Miles Sanders back, plus a couple other guys. So they're going to be able to block better this week. And the Rams, I think, are a little overrated after beating Dallas. I don't think Dallas is that good. So uh, Eagles, I think, should be minus three or minus three and a half. Uh, to get them at minus one is good value. Um, speaking of Dallas, I like Atlanta plus four and a half. The Cowboys are missing a lot of players. Uh, the two of the top three linebackers, Leighton Van Der Esch and Sean Lee, are going to be out. Uh, Lyle Collins, the right tackle, is injured. Uh, their center, Travis Frederick from last year, retired. And then left tackle Tyron Smith, he didn't play. He didn't practice all week. Uh, he might play, but even if he does, he may not be a hundred percent. So I think Atlanta could sneak within uh, the four and a half points. Uh, I like Denver plus seven over the Steelers, which might surprise a lot of people, but the Steelers are missing two offensive linemen. Zach Banner, the right tackle is out. David DeCastro, their, their pro bowl left guard is also out and they're missing their top uh, reserve uh, offensive lineman too. So Denver has a really good defensive line. I know they're missing Von Miller, but they still can get a lot of pressure and I think they could create some problems for the Steelers. So I like Denver plus seven. Uh, and then finally, uh, Green Bay minus six. Uh, the Lions are missing a lot of players as well. Uh, they're missing two other top three corners, uh, Desmond Trufant and, uh, and Justin Coleman. They're both out. So that was kind of the catalyst for, for their uh, collapse last week against the Bears. Uh, so that's going to continue against Aaron Rodgers, who should light them up. Meanwhile, on their offense, they're missing two offensive linemen. Halapuli Vitae is, is another guy who missed practice all week, so he may not play. And then their, their uh, guard, Joe Dahl, is also out. So I think the pack or is it minus six? Uh, that line is way too low. So those are the gambling tips from WalterFootball.com this week. Uh, back to you, Scott. Thanks, Walter. And thank you for listening. Remember, if you haven't given us a five-star review on iTunes yet, if you could go ahead and do that for us, really appreciate it. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. doesn't take you much time. doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts, you know where to go. That's Turn on the Jets Digital and TurnOnTheJets.com. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.